Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ugh. It's your boy Crispy Life Kid. I'm jumping off the porch again with Dirty Glove Bastards. Stupid. Boo. I'm a hustler too. I can get you pop for the five and get you jump for two. Got a three nine two sign to me and got the muffler. Boo. All right, we got crispy life kid jumping off the porch with us today. It's with a K, dumbass. What's that word, man? What's going on with your game? What up, dog? I'm thugging, man. For sure. Looking like you're eating good per usual. Man, what, bro? Yeah. It probably past year I'm probably gained forty pounds. That just means I used to be smaller than this, man. But money <laughs> and good food. Every day I find something better to eat. That shit don't make no sense. For <laughs> shit, so what's some good shit you eat on when you out here in Atlanta? Man, I can't, I just eat all soul food. Yeah. Bro, well, that shit's so good out here, man. Up in Michigan, I'm eating like what I cook. I cook really. Yeah. Like, I think that's my, like, my second gift. Like, first one, music. Second one is cooking. Like, I can really cook. So, like, when I'm home, I'm really eating like stuffed bell peppers. Okay. I'm eating spaghetti and with like the, the meatballs, my homo. I'm eating like uh, fettuccine, Alfredo's and shit. Like I'm whipping this shit up from scratch myself though. So like when I come out here, I'm eating nothing but like the baked macaroni, the black eyed peas, yeah. greens, fried chicken. This shit just be amazing out here, man. Yeah, Dressing yeah. crazy. <laughs> Man, I am feel you on that, hearing you saying you know how to cook, bro. I'm so mad because I don't know how to cook for real. What? But you know that's a player trait, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A nigga know how to cook, bro. I mean, I got two kids, so I got to make sure they eat. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah I got two kids. So. But I got a cooking show coming. Okay. Teaching put put a nigga down, bro. Got you. I'm, I'm teaching, I'm giving this shit away yeah. for the free for real. Like, oh. I'm down there showing people how to, like, Bro, if you don't know how to cook, this is the easiest way to learn how to cook. Well, you know what you like to eat. You know you don't want the shit to taste nasty. Stand right there in front of the pot <laughs> and keep moving the shit around till it look done. <laughs> if it ain't done, after you take a bite or cut it, it ain't done, throw the shit back in the pot. Keep cooking it. That's how, that's the swap. Bro, recipes. Follow them shits. I follow all the recipes I find online. I burn water and shit. Like, it ain't, it ain't you burn gonna, water? Bro. That's how bad it get. God damn. Like, what's your go-to recipe? Uh, that you feel a nigga just like, you can't fuck this up. You can't. I'm gonna be real. You really can't. Uh, if you follow a recipe, like, by the steps and what you do, really can't fuck up chili. And you can't fuck up, like, uh, Alfredo. Because yeah. you get Alfredo in a jar. Yeah. And then you just boil some goddamn noodles. Add whatever, you like shrimp, you like chicken, you like steak, <laughs> cook that shit, throw it in the Alfredo, keep it going. Yeah. Then you just pour your Alfredo on top of your noodles. It only take 15 minutes to boil noodles. That's what it say online. So I put the timer on in between 10 and 15. 15 at the most, I like my noodles soft, so I put them bitches in there. That's real. That's it. I keep the time. I brought everything Google, bro. Yep. Man, I don't know. You, it's a lot of resources. I'll be bullshitting. I ain't going to lie. You be bullshitting. <laughs> be you ain't bullshitting. never thought about it. You ain't yeah. never tried, bro. I ain't never really tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't that bad, that's bro. It really is. You ain't never tried, bro. So being that you a nigga that know how to cook, do whatever fuck you up when you come across a female who don't know how to cook That shit be weird. But then, I mean, 
Bitches' mamas want shit, so I can't <laughs> judge them off them not knowing how to cook, man. A lot of bitches weren't taught nothing growing up because their mamas <laughs> didn't know nothing but sucking and fucking. So that's all these hoes we know. Hey, man. Since the last time you was here, bro, you done went up, bro. How that's been for you? Like, just a year. Talk about how a year can really change a nigga's life, bro. Man. Man. That shit is a blessing, bro. Sitting there two years ago, I was in the basement on Tether trying to figure this shit out. Telling niggas I want to rap and stay out of trouble, stay out of jail and shit. So this past year going up, I'm, 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 I'm taking my mama and my pops and siblings shopping and shit. I'm doing everything but adding on to jewelry. Like when I say like I'm living life good and not really worried about the other shit that people can see, if that makes sense. I'm living life good off camera. Yeah. Not just on camera. A lot of these niggas be living life on camera and on Instagram real good, but they whole be depressed. Life not really going good. They got nice chains though. <laughs> they got some nice jewelry. Yeah. But a lot of niggas off camera don't look good or don't be living good in real life. They be kind of sad. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. But I'm living good though. I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm, I'm happy that God gave me a gift where it make up motherfuckers feel good too. You know what I mean? That's real. And seeing that you've been doing this shit for a long time, you know what I mean? How does it make you feel to know that you can keep your heart pure through the facade of all this fake shit that be going on? Man, I don't keep no pure heart in this shit. Nigga, you got to. You can't fall for this, the fake shit you be seeing. Man, what? You crazy as hell. I play fake just like everybody else. <laughs> shit. This shit a movie. This shit is, bro. These niggas, I swear to God, bro. These niggas waking up. They waking up every day. They throwing their costumes on. I'd be a fool not to put mine on and act <laughs> with them on camera. It's a script. This the entertainment business. What are you talking about? The rap game. Them niggas who ain't putting on their costumes getting left behind, man. Everybody, everybody. Oh, lights, cameras, action. You the only nigga not acting when they when the director scream action. Now you getting cut from the fucking script. Labels looking for them niggas who enroll. Hey. Now you ever seen that young boy just rant for no reason out of nowhere? I'm fucking playing bitch and all that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's that, he not walking around this house all day like that, man. Come on, I'm just it's just niggas be <laughs> niggas be fake high on camera when the cameras go. They be. Yeah, that shit, yeah. Um, bro, what's that? All that up. Man, that should be a facade, bro. Niggas get home, take all that shit off. They sit there, eat a bowl of cereal, and they drawers and beat her, man. <laughs> and think about that crazy shit they done did today to get their name bigger. I play this game just like them. It's just mine's a little different. I don't play with niggas. So, like, that's, that's just part of my whole, like, lingo and my swagger. Like, I don't want to joke with niggas. I don't want to be friends. If we're going to work, we're going to work. Fuck it, let's do that. That's how we're going to do it. But as far as making myself like a clown for other people and enjoy me, that's not for me. It's never me, man. I'm not I'm not doing none of that. Uh, I, I low-key need to start doing TikToks, but I can't find myself to be stupid. Yeah. For the internet. Like, I, I have my times where I joke, but you got to find an inner stupid sometime to go viral. That's hard for me. I lead up to my five-year-old. He go viral every other day. <laughs> you see yourself crying in the mirror? Shut the fuck up. He going viral every other day, bro. So 
Me though, I'll just play the game how everybody else playing it. For sure. If I don't, I'ma lose. That's real. I sit there, bro. I see rappers every day losing, not making no money because they so worried about what the next man doing. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about me and my costume. Thanks. I'm worried about me in rapper mode. I ain't gonna call it a costume, cause a lot of niggas don't disagree. I call it rapper mode. You got your, you got your family mode. You got your daddy mode. You got your, uh, if you got a girl, you in spouse mode. When you out in public, you moving around, you're in rapper mode. A lot of these niggas don't know what that mode is. That's why they shit get took, they get get robbed, slapped up, and all type of weird shit to happen to them. They don't know how to move like bosses, so. That's what that's go back. Niggas be playing. They rolls just to play. And they get played with. Hey. But me though, I feel like uh everybody, if you rap, if you rap, find your rapper mode and get into that bitch. Cause that can change your life forever. They've been doing it before our wave. Before I ain't, I mean not I I don't wanna say our wave, because I don't want people to feel like I'm talking about Flint. I'm talking about the young niggas coming up from all over the country, you know, all over the world. I'm talking about even back in the 80s and 90s. MC Hammer was in rapper mode, bro. Parachute pants, oh, oh, oh. That shit was rapper mode. That's entertainment. Flavor Flay with the big clock jumping around, hype as hip. It's rapper mode, man. I like big butts and I can't not like bitches twerking and shaking that. That's rapper entertainment mode. Run DMC. Fucking uh, church, what's them type of had them flat hats with uh, them uh, them like dress hats type yeah, shit yeah. like for that day where it was suits, but they wearing them hats with full Adidas track suits, and then they wearing Adidas with no laces in them, tongues just hanging out. That's rapper mode. Pe regular people wasn't doing that, but when they started doing it, regular people started doing it because they was influenced by what was going on on TV. Michael Jackson had the whole world on the moonwalk, wear one glove and shit. One glove, shiny shoes. I'm just saying, bro, you gotta pay attention. This shit is entertainment business. Yeah. All these niggas don't. That's why Kanye West getting bike bought how he is. Kanye West trying to explain the same shit. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. He's just doing it wrong, man. Kanye West don't know how to tone it down. He doing it. He keep giving up the sauce sauce. <laughs> that sauce he giving up is a little top, top. I really don't understand the sauce he giving up, but I don't love <laughs> sure. So I was interviewing ASAP 12 the other day, and it's like, aligned with what you saying, he basically told me, ASAP Rocky, the realest shit told, he told him was you got to play a character in this shit. Yeah. You don't play no character, your ass is getting cut from the script. Thanks. Can't stand around and be an extra the whole goddamn time doing the same thing. You gotta get your ass up out of here. Sitting there playing the same, you gotta play something. You gotta do something. If you don't want to play no role, be a team player and root from the bench. Be that guy who gonna, you see your nigga up there sweating on stage, go get him a water. They don't make you the water boy, you just, you being a team player. Right. A lot of niggas don't understand that though, how to be a team player though. They don't know how to root. Why well, I gotta for give him a walk, you know what I'm saying? They don't know how to root for nobody, that's why they lose. Me, I don't have no problem rooting for another man that's winning. That's why I'm at where I'm at today. Rooting for other niggas and then they put me in position to win. Just genuinely rooting shit. for them though. Not 
not just on some, I think if I do this, he gonna fuck with me. I ain't never on that. I just be moving off of how I move and niggas fuck with me, you feel me? And they return blessings, you know what I mean? Big blessings sometimes off a of minor thing. That's some real shit. Talk about more so y'all way, right? Cause Flint is doing their motherfucking thing, right? Yeah. Before the impact of the world was seeing it, how would you describe it before, you know, all eyes was on Flint? It was, uh, everybody, everybody that's like popping out real hard from Flint was trying to so hard before the whole world even got hit. Like when I say niggas was working every single day, every day trying to, we gotta, we gotta put this tape out. I'm talking about tape after tape was getting dropped from Flint. The Flint artists, we're not just talking about, it just, it took one person to open the door. We already know who that is, the GOAT, Free the Main Bird, Rio, but everybody that's popping and making money off music at a high rate was the same people before the world discovered us was working overtime when other motherfuckers from our city was, that shit, sound like they saying anything and that ain't gonna work and they need to figure something else out and that's weak, and I just was hearing it. Like, now here we is, two years later, the whole city doing the same shit they said they didn't like before. They were saying it was offbeat. They didn't like the tempo of the beats. Now they are doing it. That's crazy, but now yeah. the world tuned in. They waited for the rest of the world to embrace it. It was kind of sad because Detroit embraced it before our city did, to be honest be all the way 100. Detroit embraced Flint before Flint embraced Flint. It took for them niggas down there in Detroit to start signing us and fucking with us on an everyday basis for our city to be like, damn, why y'all can't do that with us? Don't fuck with us, like how they fuck with y'all? When you was already trying to do that type shit. When I was already trying to do it, y'all was trying to hold us in place. Right. I love my city though, they just wishy-washy. That's real. I still speak highly on everybody, even though they talk behind people's backs and do whole shit. Talk about being a motivational force behind the movement of Flint, though. Telling people like YNJ and shit, like, take this serious. Man, I just, I, I feel like, at first I didn't used to feel like uh, I helped start the wave. Until somebody from out of town pointed out like, man, uh, once I was listening to Rio, that's when I came across you, Mike, Louie, YNJ, Wildside Grams. And he was like, you had almost 4 million views on arguing. This one, the way it first started. 4 million views, and the only other person I was really doing millions with, with Rio was Mike, you know what I mean? And then him and Louie had a couple, you know what I mean? It was just a couple songs like that, but I, I really was telling everybody like, uh, we can do it on our own and we can really like take the world over with our sound before the rest of the world got to snatching and biting off of it and using our shit in their own little way, which that's cool too. Nobody caring, nobody crying, but Louis, Louis really be on that like heavy, like Louis Ray be like, bro, we gotta stay together and we gotta work as a team. And if you got a video shoot, everybody should pop out. If I got something going on, everybody should come support. So vice versa for everybody. All, all, all six niggas, like, it's, it's about six of us is popping hard. So we all be in the studio just talking and we working together. And 
trying to make the dream still go hard before Rio come home. Still trying to hold it down, you know what I mean? That's some real shit. So how important is it to have that solid support system within your city from the main niggas in the city? That's the most important because they don't support everybody, being real. Right. A lot, and it don't just because they don't want to. It, some niggas probably then said or pulled or did some whole shit and they just X they self out. You valid know reasons, I mean? valid reasons. Valid reasons. But if I didn't even see some of the niggas that's popping try to support niggas and niggas still don't use it to their advantage. There's some nice talent from where I'm from, bro. Some very talented people. But the egos. Our city full of egos. Then you got to think, we a small city. It's only like 70,000 people there. <laughs> first, first motherfucker do 3,500 views, they feel like they on top of the world. <laughs> I swear. They be feeling big shit. Like, nobody want to keep a, 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 like a low vibration. Everybody just high frequency every time. Hell yeah. Detail more so of the importance of how ego fucks shit up. Just not in the rap world, that's just the world. You know what I mean? Any industry, any business, like a nigga having too much pride and too much ego can get in the way of anything. That's why I told niggas if we was a company, we would fail. Them, them, them cats and them companies put them suits on every day and go in them law firms. They don't hang with each other after work. They probably don't even like each other, but they doing what they gotta do for their company to still be moving and running successfully. A lot of niggas don't know how to do it, so companies crash, people fall out, no more success. That's how that shit be going. Don't nobody got no game plan. Don't nobody, um, don't nobody understand the importance, importance of another person being successful can help them be even more successful. Nobody understands that. If that person got a little shine, let's make it so where that person is shining to his full capability. Some people. of them rays gonna beam on you. It's damn near hard to go outside on 90 degree weather, sun beaming, you the only person with shade. Right. Walking around, everybody else getting shined on, you not. That's Everybody wanna be the main character. Everybody can't be the main character. Facts. Everybody can't, that's stupid. That's stupid. Somebody got done in the movie. <laughs> and I just told the director the other day, if I get a scene, I don't give a fuck if I'm in the movie for 30 seconds and I die. I played an important role in the movie because I die first. <laughs> I'm gonna be remembered for that shit. But then it's gonna connect some type of way later on down the storyline, like, oh, see why they killed him? And that was homie, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They're gonna keep talking about me more and more and more and more. It's always that one person dying in them gangster movies the first 30 seconds. Then later on, bro, that was homie girlfriend that died. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. you feel me? Like, he fucking with girly, all that shit. That, it always be the importance of your role, man. You always gotta play a role in anything. For sure. Like, I don't have no problem. I just told bro them, I don't have no problem with sitting on the bench and rooting for Rio and everybody else to keep doing anything. I ain't got no problem playing six man. When it's my turn to get on the court, I'm gonna put up my 20. And I'm gonna sit back down. I just, Le LeBron, Rio, them the same people to me. LeBron about? coming home, I'm rooting for him. He know how to pass. He the reason I met Vezo. That's all. Yeah. How did that go? Man, I was ready to leave, fucking go home. We was in Ohio for like a week. 
I'm ready to go, bro. I'm like, I'm finna, a couple niggas Uber home. My nigga Lil D like, Chris, I'm finna go, I'm finna go, bro. I got my Uber right here. I'm talking about, this nigga paid an Uber to take him from Ohio all the way back to Flint. It's like four hour drive. Mm. The Uber took you. You're like, yeah. get in the car, Crispy. I'm like, real like, bro, just wait, bro. It's like, just one more day. It's like, just one more day. I'm like, all right, fuck it. We get in the hotel. And, uh, the next day, we he just kicking so much game to me. Everybody passed out in the truck, and he just talking to me. This nigga Rio just telling me, like, you can do this. And he showed me his distro kid. Mine just like two and a half years ago. This nigga had um, uh, 300,000 in distro kid. That was crazy. Just, that was two and a half years ago. I don't know what that shit look like now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. At the time, I probably had like fucking 5,000 in my district. <laughs> so I'm like, he just. Drill genuine about it, man. A lot of people say what they want about him, but when he really feel like you serious and doing what you gotta do, he pass you the ball. Like I, I got probably, I got a lot of videos real. He, he did a lot of things for me that he ain't speak on. Real nigga. What would you say is the real thing Rio ever told you? Fuck what they talking about. Keep doing you. You focus on them too much, you gonna lose yourself. I'm lose sleep about what somebody else think about you and what they saying. Oh, you're right. My fault. Fuck it, man. Keep it pushing. Real spill. So how did you end up meeting Nice Way? Oh, yeah. Uh, in Ohio, real, ready to go, real, just like, bro, as soon as we leave you, try, I'm going to take you home. It's like, I got one more stop. I'm going to do somebody. All right. I was already an Ice Revezzo fan and shit. So we pulling up, we pull up the Ice the Records. I didn't even know it was Ice the Records. So we, we go up there, we knock on the door, Ice will answer the door like, what's up, though? They walk in, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what? I ain't, I was starstruck, but I didn't act starstruck. I just tried to keep <laughs> it cool. I was high anyway. Cause I had, I, I had a real, like when I first started making any money off of rap, I had a real bad lean addiction. I would spend all my money for that I made off rap on, on drink. And I used to the point I used to be so high, I used to be nodding off everywhere. I ain't that bad no more. Um, but I swear, we just clinked, clicked instantly. Like, he just fucked with me from the gate because I was talented. I mean, that bitch freestyling in front of everybody and just going so crazy. I swear, recording me with his phone, like, man, this nigga tripping. Who is this? And real tell me, like, man, he from our way. Yeah, he, yeah, he like that. We cut a beat on. I swear, like, uh, I'm gonna go first, and then you come in. So I'm like, bet. So he go in there. He do. He do his. Uh, he do his. I think he did like eight bars. I come in and do eight bars right after him. This uh, also on Rich Off Pints, the the song we did. So I, I come out instantly. Somebody ran in there right after me. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Lil E, Rio, or, or Louis, but they we so used to that though. Somebody knock it out, somebody just go straight in. We do songs like that. So I just came back in like, it's my turn. I like somebody already rapping. He like, what? So that's what draw Ice Word like, man, come back down here tomorrow by yourself and we gonna shoot a video and uh, 
and do a song and put it out. I'm like, damn, all right. That's hard. So he just, man, it was word. Called me next day, I pulled down on him, did the song, shot the video the same hour and a half. Then two days later, he posted on his shit. And then he called him here, they're like, come to Detroit, come to Detroit. I want to introduce you to him, 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 him. He just put me in the line, like, so after I did that, he just cut straight into me, like, man, bro, like, what I got to do for you to be Ice Records? I'm like, I don't know, anybody asked me to be part of their shit? He like, <laughs> he like, I don't want no money from you. I don't want no percentage or nothing, none of that. I just want you to move around for me. I, you can benefit off this game I can teach you. I'm like, he like, you ain't got to answer right now. Just, you know, let that sink in. I'm like, bet. So I, 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 my nigga Tizzle, R.P. Tizzle, he like, he called me like, man, you better come on, man, stop playing. So that, before you know it, I was moving around with him and we just made it official and, and that shit just went up from there. Like that was, shit was everywhere. I saw Vezo, Sonic, Flint Arch, Chris Life Kid. And, Cause I was already picking up uh, traction. And so it just, at that time it happened, I had just dropped like a song with Yachty probably like three weeks before that. So it was just like fast. And then after that, Vezo just got to moving me like from Miami, Cali, uh, shit, all through Detroit, introduced me to all the Detroit artists. But when he took me to Cali, that trip counted, man. I met OT Genesis, Draco the Ruler, rest in peace Draco. Like some of the biggest entertainers in the world from just him just putting me in there like, bro, he hard. Just just listen to him. <laughs> they real. not even know who I am at the time, but they all gave me a chance. And I just was capitalizing every time. I, I never disappointed it to the point where motherfuckers just put me on their albums and everything. That's some real shit. What's the realest game Vez ever gave you? Man, the realest, man. Really, shit he ever told me was the realest game he ever taught me. Period was just how to move like a boss, how not to um, get caught up in the 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 bullshit, cause bosses don't get caught up in bullshit. How the fuck you get caught up in that? Why you even over there? Like, why you even with them people? Or why you even talking to that part? You know what I mean? Shit like that. I had ended up. Uh, it was out in Cali. I dropped, this was my first time out there. I didn't even know I had fans and shit and groupies out there. I'm dropping my art lows to all the any hoe that DM me. <laughs> and I told him like, yeah, man, I like six bitches I just sent our location to. He like, what? And I, that sound goofy, but it really was just me being excited and not knowing like, these bitches bad, bro. Like, I got some hoes. I'm really not thinking like, I, at the time I ain't really, making too much money off the music. I'm really fucked up. He paying for everything and I'm not even thinking this man got 80 to 100,000 around his neck. And I was just moving loose when I first got signed and I had never been nowhere. I never been on no plane out of Flint, out of Michigan. So when he got to doing all that, I was just like, it's new to me. So, and I ain't really know no better. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So you got to think I'm 24. So I've been on, I've been with Ice Star Records for three years. So when I got with him, I was really just becoming an adult. I, I still don't drink liquor, but 
first time tasting champagne. It was just uh, calamari, just little, like, not little shit, a lot of major shit I had never did that he was just introducing me to. So he really opened the nigga brain up to the world. That's what was going on. Talk about the Crispy Life group. And who were the original members? Coochie Man, YNJ was in Crispy Life. I was in Crispy Life. Wildside Grams was in Crispy Life. Um, Cash Iso, Don Perrion, Clean Up Man, Dryway Baby. Uh, it was kids. Everybody was on the same tip. Everybody wanted to rap. I did it when I felt like it. Everybody else did it when they felt like it. We was just young, 16, 15. Youngest member of my group was probably like YNJ and my brothers and our little, like my little brother, he was probably like 13, 14. I never, I never, um, YNJ was always good as a rapper. Like he always made nice songs. Even when our homie died, Gabe, that we all talk about in our songs, he made like an R.P. Gabe song back when we was in ninth, 10th grade and the bitch went up. Like the whole city was messing with it. Like, I'll never forget. So he always had them stark like flashes. Every time it was always him. And like, why well, our ground the same? But me, I was probably the least for everybody to expect to take off. Nobody. I was like, nobody. Couldn't pay a nigga to say Chris Wife was gonna be <laughs> famous and rich off rap from our, our way. But it happened though. Everybody embraced it now. Right. But it was hard when I first started doing it. When I was trying to get my feet situated and really take this shit serious, I was getting called fake and I ain't, <laughs> people was saying all type of shit from my way. But now that everybody understood it was for a reason. So I love, so I love. So I gotta ask you, gang, talk about the opening line in your newest song, Juice World. I'm finna pop these pills and overdose like I'm Juice World. Fiend caught attitude cause he don't do girl. I could be airing a crispy life, I got two worlds. Two bitches fighting over these nuts like two squirrels. I, I freestyle, I don't write music. So I rap about, I rap about anything I hear, see, I be around on a regular, or even what happened in the last 20, 30 minutes. So one of my homies in there, they was. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Talking about niggas overdosing off pills and all type of shit. So, uh, you know, everybody tell everybody be quiet we record. I just came in. I don't know where I got the line from, but it's real life. It happens. If I want, if I'm finna pop these pills and overdose like him. I don't, a lot of people saying it was disrespectful. I don't know how, man. I really don't, bro. If I was being disrespectful, I apologize. But me in my head, see, I don't see where the disrespect came in. I never said fuck him. I never said, I never said nothing bad about him, period. 
I just spoke on something that was public, really. If that was the case, people should have got mad at TMZ and Say Cheese and you know what I mean? They made it public. I'm just rapping about what was public. I'm finna pop these pills. Hopefully I overdose like I'm Juice World. I mean, I, I could have said a lot of people, but that's what the cadence that I'm sounding good on that beat. I didn't put too much thought in it. I felt like a lot of people thought I was trying to cloud chase. And that was never the intention. Like, I don't do that shit. Like, I don't care about that enough to be sitting up there with a game playing like, I'm gonna go viral if I say this. Uh, hey bro, you think I, what, what's what I do? What should I do next to, like I was telling you earlier, I don't do clown shit for the social media. I got something I don't do, so a lot of motherfuckers felt like, probably felt like I was trying to cloud chase or get a reaction out of people, and it really wasn't. It's just me shit talking. Some people felt I was being disrespectful. I'm on there like, bro, I fuck with Juice World. Did you I, expect the backlash? I mean, no, I didn't even think about it, bro. I swear to God. I swear. Nobody said nothing around me. Bro, out of 40 niggas I heard this song, nobody said nothing about the opening line. Everybody just keep nodding their head in the studio. I don't think none of us thought about it. Dropped the bitch, it was going up. One person was like, bro, that open the line is crazy. I'm like, damn, I thought about it. Like, damn, that is kind of crazy, but fuck it, it's all no. And then on Twitter, the whole Juice World community was like, at my throat. Then my whole Chris Black fan base was just like, nigga, fuck you, type. They was tripping on Twitter. So I stopped tweeting back, like, damn, they're saying crazy shit, bro. And I don't condone and disrespect. Because like I said, I fucked with Juice WRLD. I fucked with the whole Chicago, too. Fuck with hella rappers out of Chicago. So it was kind of like, damn. I didn't expect that bar to be, for motherfuckers to be that sensitive over that bar. It's been a couple years since he been gone, rest in peace his soul. So I wouldn't think a motherfucker would be so, like, what the fuck? I can't believe him type of shit. Like, yeah, it was real life. Motherfuckers want you to lie, and cap, and your music. Tell the truth, you get backlash from it. But they always screaming, I don't listen to that motherfucking cat rap. Crazy. Crazy. It's the entertainment business. They got their costumes on. Without that costume, you trying to tell the truth about everybody else's costume, you finna get hold. <laughs> you finna get blackboard. You finna get the fuck out of everybody's face. That's why 6 9 lost. Your costume was too gangster with a wig. And the whole world views you as a gangster rapper. With that blinky uh, sticky, with the 50 uh. That was his opening song. Like to be introduced to the world, you with all blood niggas. They got sticks in the video. Everybody just like, bro, it's a nigga with a colorful wig, face tats with a bunch of bloods. That's now you see the costume though. And now you see here, you think, you be like, wait a minute. When did this nigga came out with a colorful lace front, all red, 50 bloods with him, 50 with the sticky arm. They tripping in the video, sticks everywhere. Some real shit go down, he tell. Now the whole world upset. What did y'all expect from the man in the costume when he not in costume? <laughs> Cause that shit happened off camera. He wasn't in costume. Y'all finna force this man not. <laughs> Come on, man. 
Gunner, I'm sorry, man. That shit is a free young thug. Them guys was in costumes over there. He didn't expect was in costumes. <laughs> See, it go both ways when you think about it. It's fucked up. It's crazy, ain't it? The costumes go both ways, bro. And niggas don't, and then the niggas who don't be wearing the costumes off camera, like, Thug is a good example of the costume. That nigga was putting on dresses, painting his nails. He's saying all type of crazy shit, slapping. Then he getting off camera and turning to a whole nother nigga. I don't know what he was doing in real life. I'm just saying what I read on social media, but what they show you, but I'm just saying what they saying in court. That nigga ain't nothing about no dresses and shit, you feel me? This <laughs> is going crazy. And costumes go two ways, man. You pick which one you putting on and take it off. Just saying. Just saying, them costumes go two ways. Some people who ain't put their costume on all the way, they got only half of their costume on, the niggas is halfway on. Niggas doing 20,000 in a month, 30,000 in a month. You got your costume on. That costume for them be 50 niggas in the videos holding guns, pointing them at the camera and shit. He don't, he don't be with them niggas every day. He probably with five of them out of 50. But that's part of his image, his gang. It's a costume, it's entertainment. Y'all niggas gotta put it all the way on. Hair, clothes, to get results out of acting. Niggas, some poor excuses as actors. They're already hoes. What would you say is the ultimate game plan to Rio come home, man? Because we count them days down. Man, I'm just about to keep dropping tape after tape. I'm really about, I'm trying to get a big deal before Rio come. Because when he come home, he's going to be rich as fuck anyway. And shit on everybody. So I'm just going to try to get like, I'm trying to stack all my money. So when he do come home, pull out million dollars in cash. I got like 250, that's cool. I'm over here in the corner with my 250,000 fucking my posture up. That's cool. I already brought 100,000 out this summer. God strike me down on these portraits from the line. I brought 100,000 cash to the hood, to the block, shot a video. My ghetto boy flow. Fuck my posture all the way up, back was hurting. Come on now. Real spill. You just dropped that uh, record with Doughboy Cash out too. Yeah. Some legendary shit right there. How that, that was come a, together? Yeah, that was one of the ones. Yeah. Like, that was monumental for me. You gotta think, bro. I grew up with to all these niggas, man. From Vezo to Babyface to Doughboy's Cash out. Like, so for me to even get on a song with them, that was kind of like. That was an accomplishment for me. Yeah. But I'm just steady as I go along, I'm just checking off accomplishments and like uh, uh, goals and shit like that as I get bigger as an artist, working with certain people that I've been listening to since a kid in middle school and shit. Like that shit just be all motivation, man. I say I get motivated every day. Literally, he picked me up in a vet on forges. Motivation. I barely fit in that bitch, but I'm in it. <laughs> Fuck you talk about. For real, you real feel me? Real. Talk about your work ethic though, nigga. Cause every time, bro, I like look, this nigga drop damn near, damn near every every day, every week. You know I what I mean? Go in the studio says to drop five songs. Yeah, six songs in a four-hour block. I probably go if I go to the studio seven days a week. I probably be done with a project. 
you put in work, you get results. I look at the rap, I look at that work ethic shit as like how NBA players look at it. That nigga Kobe was working out after games. Kyrie Irving shoot them extra jumpers. Kevin Durant do what he gotta do. LeBron do what he gotta do to be great. I can't be great doing one song out of eight hours. I already don't write hooks as it is, so gotta get these people something. You know what I mean? I can't just be up here passing the ball. I gotta shoot sometimes. That's real. So what's some of the goals you got set for yourself and career for 2023? Get a big deal, get all that money and spend it on jewelry. <laughs> That's my goal. I'm, I keep talking about this going, I'm a manifest it. My next deal, I already signed one. And I spent it on like cars, crib, clothes, wardrobe, put it back into videos and shit like that. And then the rap check's still coming, so the money ain't never run out, but it's like, a, I ain't no fool either. I'm not finna take 80,000 of my cheese and just go blow that shit on jewelry, right? Like, and I only got a hundred in my account. I like a fool. I'd rather be wealthy than look wealthy. I'd rather be rich than look wealthy, if that makes sense. Real spill. I'd rather be wealthy than look rich. A lot of these niggas look rich and be broke. That's real. Listening to that new Lil Boat album? My boy went crazy, man. I need to go listen to Bro, it. Bro, that nigga It just went. came out, what, two days ago? Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them. I'm like, I think that shit cold, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like, in a different bag, ain't he? Yes, bro. That shit fire as I hell, I've seen a couple snippets. I heard a little bit of it. I haven't really had a chance to lock in because I'm moving around. But yeah. when I do finally get home and I get to pop the headphones on to play the game, I'm going to check it out because hell I yeah. support anything that man do, man. Hell, hell yeah. Real. That nigga in a different bag. That's my favorite thing right now, just seeing niggas trying anything else besides the shit that we know them for, you know what I mean? Yeah. That nigga definitely got now did his thing on this shit, like, he you definitely gotta check that shit, like. He was tripping. Bro, I'm not even gonna hold you, it was like, you know what I'm saying, we listen to trap shit, rap shit every day, so when you turn this shit on, I ain't gonna lie, it's like, God. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, it's like, damn, and it's like, like a nigga made this? Like, yes, man. bro, like, oh, he, tripping like he that. went crazy, bro, I ain't he, gonna I've lie. seen him on his Instagram saying like, I just want people to know I'm not no one-hit wonder. Facts. He was saying all that, like, I can really make good music. Nah, for real. I feel like they do got to give him respect with this type of shit, though. Like, he said he's really, trying to give you yeah, respect. Y'all got to give it to him. Got to, bro. He don't really I mean, we going to listen to that shit in the car. <laughs> Lil, uh, Lil Yachty new shit. We got to check that shit out in the car, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How was y'all relationship, though, you and Bo? Uh, Bo just real genuine. Um. He just real, real genuine dude, man. He like Boat wanted to be. If Boat wanted to be a Detroit nigga, he could be a Detroit nigga. <laughs> uh, he can go to Detroit and blend in. They love Boat out there. They love Boat in Detroit. I don't know how people here in Atlanta treat him. No, he the man. He the man. He the man here. Yeah, y'all did that nigga, bro. I know he that nigga. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I have. He don't. When, we, when I come to Atlanta, y'all don't pop out. Yeah, he, I ain't gonna lie, I live here. I only seen that nigga a couple times. When I seen him, it's all cool, though. Yeah, he don't go nowhere when I'm here. And, like, he come to Michigan, he in the strip club and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, but, like, here he just in the studio vibing. Yeah, that's real. So what else you working on right now? I got February 3rd, I dropped three peat. It was originally supposed to be like a Chris Black the mixtape part three, because I haven't dropped one in two years. But I don't know how, I, 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 that's why I was trying to do like Chris Black part three, the three peak. So I'm gonna drop that. Then 
like close to the second quarter, like almost leaking into summer, I'm gonna drop Crispy Life, Faux Life. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. But 3P gonna be so hard. I got uh, Death Drop February 3rd. I got Louis Ray on there, Babyface E. Uh, I think them are only two features. Uh, I just got a lot of good shit on there. Like, I got shit with hooks on it. <laughs> I got shit with hooks. I swear the hardest <laughs> shit. Man. <sighs> Tell your man's calm down because that close friend death hurt. Man. I got some shit on there, bro. February 3rd. Y'all definitely got to go tap in, man. February 3rd. Sweet Pete, I'm going platinum on the church again, man. Stop playing with that boy, Crispy Light. Yeah. Any last words and shout outs? I shout out to my I want to say this. Shout out to my baby mama. First of all. I love you. Shout out to my mom and my daddy. Shout out to my people that's holding me down. Shout out to Chanel. Chanel working overtime for me and making so she going. I appreciate her. Shout out Ice Star Records, the whole family. Shout out to Icewear. Uh, shout out to DJ Fat Jordan doing his thing. Shout out to world famous D-Boy. Man, I'm mad I ain't talk more about DJ Fat Jordan. That's one of the realest niggas in my corner, man. Shout him out. He know yeah, yeah, DJ, really, DJ Fat Jordan really be holding me down and supporting anything I can when he can, for real. Like, he really like a big brother in my corner. Like, away from the world. He keeping it real, he keeping it funky. That's one of the realest niggas DJ Fat Jordan is, man. He helped me make good music, too. He tell me if something ain't it, tell me to go back over it, whatever the case may be. He just, he that guy for real, man. I appreciate you. Real spill, man. Crispy Life Kid, we appreciate you hopping off the porch with us again, my brother. Yes, sir. Ski. I'm a hustler too. I can get you pop for the five and get you jump for two. Got a 392 sign to me and got the muffler blue. If we go to Morton's, I'm getting steak.